0: At the end of last week, one of our listeners brought to our attention that we missed a significant sidebar discussion between the attorneys and Judge Bruce Strader regarding a key issue in the case. Moreover, our omission of that sidebar resulted in Abby Smith and I expressing opinions that were not based on the entirety of the facts known to the various parties. On today's episode, we will review the issues raised in that sidebar. That's all coming up
1: Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than forty gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at Mintmobile.com
0: Towards the end of episode 53 of this season's podcast, Prosecutor James Krause was questioning Anthony Huber's great aunt, Sarah Hughes. During the testimony, Krauss referenced video of the shootings of Huber and Gage Grosskreutz collected by an independent reporter named Brendan Gutenschwager, who operates under the social media handle BG on the scene. We will now replay that section of Jury Duty, Season 4, Episode 53.
2: We've seen video here, uh, and you may have seen video as well, that Anthony Huber. Uh, ran towards Kyle Rittenhouse while well, Kyle Rittenhouse was armed. Um, were you surprised? When you heard about that, were you surprised by his actions?
3: Yeah. Well, uh, Sustain.
2: Had you ever seen Anthony Huber run towards danger?
3: Yes. Uh, s- Sustain.
2: As to which ground?
3: Both. Well, maybe... Certainly on the second ground, Having a custom.
2: Uh, well, we've, we've heard nothing about having a custom evidence in this case. Pardon me? We've heard nothing about having a custom evidence. I think I can rehabilitate.
3: Well, um, first off, you don't need to comment on the ruling. Secondly, uh, there are different rules. And we've been talking about this all along. There are different rules. Let's take a break. Please don't talk about the case. Lunch is here.
0: In our narration of that section, we asserted the following. The defense objection asserts that Krauss is seeking to elicit inadmissible habit and custom testimony. That is, testimony that suggests that because Huber acted in a certain way on one occasion, means that he likely acted that same way on another occasion. Such evidence is generally inadmissible as character evidence. After the lunch break, Judge Bruce Strader addresses the jury and tells them that the state decided to withdraw the question. We then played Judge Strader's comments to the jury. However, at the time we were editing that episode, we were not aware that there was video of the sidebar discussion that led to the prosecution's decision to withdraw the question. We have since found and reviewed video of that sidebar discussion and decided that it raises significant issues and offers illuminating context to decisions made by the parties on this testimony. And so we are going to present most of that sidebar in this episode. The parties participating in the discussion are James Krause for the prosecution, Corey Sharafacy for the defense, and Judge Bruce Schrader.
2: Just so the court knows where we're going, and it may or may not impact the ruling, we're going to be talking about a specific incident uh, when Mr. Huber uh, was a child in which he ran to try to help stop an explosion at a family gathering. That's what we're getting into. And um, it's not a general, he was a good guy kind of thing. It's a specific act to rebut um, that Anthony Huber was going to tap Kyle right now. VC more as he was going to try and save uh, people from Colorado deaths. That's our basis, and I just want you to know where we're
1: going. Legally, I think that's permitted. OK, defense? Okay. Okay. I would argue okay. that's I, not a fair for peacefulness, uh, first of all. But if it comes in, then I'm going to ask the court under 90405 to allow specific instances to rebut that. I have two uh, criminal complaints that's involving right. Mr. Huber where he caused physical harm to other people. And I think if they're going to try to lay forth opinion evidence on peacefulness, 90405 allows me to rebut that on cross-examination with specific instances of conduct. But overall, I don't think running to something is a character trait for peacefulness, in my opinion.
3: Let's read from uh, my favorite, which is Judge Weinstein, who says, When the uh, defendant offers evidence of the alleged victim's character... Then the prosecution is entitled not only to offer rebutting evidence about the victim's character, but also introduce evidence that the defendant has the same character trait. And so it starts off when the defendant offers evidence of the alleged victim's character, which hasn't been done. What are you offering it under? You tell me the statute you're offering it under. I'm offering I thought it with 1B. 404, 1B but there's two provisions in there.
2: I know there are. Okay, we're talking about the second, which is the character of peacefulness of the victim offered by the prosecution in a homicide case to rebut evidence that the victim was the first aggressor.
3: Right, when I walked out here, I thought, well, I think I'm gonna resolve the tie in favor of the state.
0: After Judge Schrader indicates that he is inclined to allow the prosecution to ask the witness about an incident where Anthony Huber ran towards danger to protect others, he then asks Prosecutor Krauss why he should not consider that opening the door to allow the defense to present evidence of Huber's record of criminal violence. Now,
3: you're forewarning them that you have got some rebutting evidence that we might as well talk about now rather than have to excuse the jury again. Are you prepared for what the defense suggests they're going to offer? Yes, I don't believe the incident in which an
2: individual runs to try to help or try to save people brings in completely
1: irrelevant criminal acts uh, that have already been barred. Character traits for peacefulness is what they're getting into. I have two criminal complaints, one of which the defendant held a knife to his brother's throat. He put a knife to his brother's ear. Mr. Huber told his brother that if he didn't start cleaning a room in their house, he was gonna gut him like a pig. Mr. Huber's brother noticed a knife in Mr. Huber's right hand that looked like a butcher knife, six inches long with a green handle. Mr. Huber later on in the same incident threw a chair and some clothes across the room, threatening to kill his brother if he didn't clean. Mr. Huber then sat down with the knife in his hand and watched them while uh, his brother and Mr. Huber made his grandmother pick things up as well. And Mr. Huber told his brother that if he stopped cleaning, he would kill him. Mr. Huber's brother then turned around, and Mr. Huber put a knife to his brother's stomach, saying he was going to gut him like a pig. Mr. Huber's brother bent down to try to protect himself. Mr. Huber then grabbed his brother by the neck, dug his nails in, and choked him for approximately 10 seconds. He then put a knife to his brother's left ear. His brother felt the blade and believed his ear was cut. And then as he left, he told the people in the house, I'm going to burn the house down with all you fuckers in it. That's what Mr. Huber had said in that instance. What was the outcome? I believe he entered a plea to strangulation and suffocation in that case. Okay. I have a case in which he kicked what I believe is his sister, Caitlin Hughes, in the right hip causing her pain and causing her to fall into a nearby dog crate. So I would normally not move to admit those. However, if they're saying that this is a peaceful man, and if you say, Judge, running to this area to stop whatever was happening, it's not a fight where there's no violence, it doesn't sound like, it. but if you're saying that's peaceful, 90405 allows me to get into specific instances I cross. I know that. So, I, respond. I was going the 405 laws specific in
3: terms of conduct of the individual being cross-examined, which we obviously cannot do. Wait a minute. What do you mean? The individual being cross-examined will be the person who's giving the opinion. I tried this case. State against King, right here in this room, when I was district attorney, 1974, 75. Mr. King shot his wife in the eye and killed her and the bottom line was that an opinion had been expressed about the character for peacefulness of the accused and on cross-examination I inquired would your opinion change if you knew thus and so about Mr. King and there was objection and the Supreme Court said that was permissible inquiry because opinion had been rendered and the wealth of knowledge of the opinion giver was therefore subject to scrutiny as to how much information this person actually knew. Because the character you're trying to present isn't limited to just an incident involving a fire at some point in time, but is limited to the entire character of the decedent. So my initial inclination would be this is probably admissible. And if you go ahead with the evidence, and you're welcome to do so, the defense has also pointed out correctly that the character is for peaceableness and what you were talking about was more heroism. But I'm, I am i think I'll give you that much. But you're forewarned. I'm going to be taking another look at that King case because it's been a long time. But this sounds like something that he'll be allowed to go into.
2: understand. What do you want to do? I will not submit the evidence.
3: You what? I will, not, I will draw that question and not submit the evidence. You'll withdraw that question and? I'm not going to... Elicit that testimony. Okay. Do you want Mrs. Hughes back on the stand? Yes. Yeah, there's still a couple of okay. questions. They obviously have to cross-examine her. Okay.
0: After the jury returned, the judge offered the following statement to the panel.
3: We had some additional discussion on the issues that were pending, and uh, it has been decided uh, to uh, the state has decided to withdraw the question which was asked.
0: Wisconsin Public Radio later reported that Anthony Huber, who was 26 when he died, had been released from prison less than a year before he was killed after serving time for a disorderly conduct conviction, a sentence that was enhanced because he was found to be a repeat domestic abuse offender. We will of course revisit these facts during our recap at the end of the week. But for now, that brings to a close this episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. Join us on our next episode as we review the testimonies of the owners of the CarSource dealerships in Kenosha, Wisconsin. You can find more information about this trial at our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced by Chris Tarrakone and Aaron Karenik, and it was edited by Chris Tarracone. Our consulting producer is Brittany Bookbinder. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and Trial Audio is courtesy of Law and Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse.